When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Everything about this moment in history seems uniquely designed to challenge our mental health. We are suffering, we need answers, and we need help. That's why I'm so thrilled to be partnering with Sound Mind Live and Consequence of Sound to host their new podcast series, Going There. I'm Dr. Mike Friedman, clinical psychologist and life coach. With Going There, I will talk with musicians who struggle with their mental health, just like us. After all, mental illness affects us all. And the same artists who have stepped up to share their wonderful work with us are now sharing the intimate details of their journey in living with mental illness. We are going to ask the tough questions, and we're going to have the difficult conversations, all so that we can learn from each other. But more importantly, to shine a light on the difficult topic of mental illness so that we can all come out of the darkness and get the care we need. So we hope you join us on this journey. Going there. The crossroads where music and mental health meet. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network.
Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for checking us out once again, or maybe it's your first time. And if that's the case, uh, hit that subscribe button. Keep up with what we do. It's three brand new interviews every single week. Great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, and know what's happening in the music world. You can find us at all the uh, usual spots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you like to get your podcast from. Just type in Kyle Meredith with bringing a brand new interview every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I'm going to be talking with Rick Lee, the co-founder of 10 Years After, who just released his brand new autobiography called From Headstocks to Woodstock. We're going to recount his early life up until the moment the band played the legendary festival. Uh, and he talks about the enduring legacy of 10 years after their, their classic song, I'd Love to Change the World, and why we continue to revisit that late 60s era. What is it about it that attracts us even over 50 years later? Although it's with that in mind, he, he tells us about a very different atmosphere that the band found at the Isle of Wight Festival uh, that was also played in 1969. So it's not always flowers and, uh, and peace, as we'll hear. Uh, the legendary drummer is also going to revisit the time he taught Led Zeppelin's John Bonham uh, specific drum patterns while they were touring with Zeppelin, and how uh, 10 years after, uh, learned how to jam after touring with the Grateful Dead. That's all in here and more. Let's jump into it. It's Kyle Meredith with Rick Lee of 10 Years After. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing great, man. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, congratulations on this book, From Headstocks to Woodstock. It's a great read. Good. I'm, I'm glad you like it. Thank you. I thought um, I, I kind of want to do this in reverse today and start with the ending because, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and paint the picture. You know, I, here we are talking. It's the inauguration here in the uh, United States. And and the way the book ends, uh, you paint this. It's it's beautifully written. The poetry that you're writing there about, you know, it seems like we've got a long way to go from the promises of the Woodstock generation, you know, of your generation. It was powerful I, to have a song like I'd love to change the world that just keeps speaking to a current era. That has to be. I don't know, a great accomplishment, but at the same time frustrating? Would I be correct in that assessment? I, I, I love the, the heritage, and I think it is probably not necessarily the best, but certainly one of the best songs that Alvin wrote. Um, Chick and I are very proud to be carrying on that tradition uh, and that heritage that he left us. Um, and you're right, it's incredible how it's, it, it's, it, it's never really faded away. Um, it says today the same as it did uh, in the 70s when, when it first came out. You know, it, it relates to what's going on right now in, in, in terms of, uh, of uh, how we try to live together, but not knowing how to do it, you know. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's a proud thing. It really is. To have had so many parallels drawn, especially in the last few years, uh, between present day and and that late '60s era, you know that that you wrap up with here, and and of course it does come back to Woodstock a lot of the time. Why does that endure so much? Why do we still look back on that um, for all that it was? Why are we still revisiting that? Well, because my feeling is, uh, obviously I was there, so it's it's uh, it's a great memory, but um, I think. I think what happened there was that, like, it did what it said on the tin. It was a festival of love, peace, and music. And and that's exactly what happened there. I think, if I remember right, there was only one fight there, and I don't think that was very serious. Um, 300,000 or 500,000 or however many, a lot of people 
learned to live together, which mainly was 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 for about a, a week, I suppose. A lot of those people had been there by the time they'd actually travelled there, and then travelled to get out again. You know, and they were they were well, I say cooped up, but I mean they were they were jammed in on that field essentially. Um, you know, having to have uh, helicopters dropping food parcels to them at some point. And during that storm, when you know it rained and 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 the wind was was almost a tornado, it was like a mini tornado. Uh, I've often said how I mean health and safety would, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have passed health and safety these days. And and those, those towers with the PA on, I mean, however they stayed up in that storm, I, I have no idea because I was in that storm. I know how strong that wind was. And um, but but the. The humanity, I think, of the people comes through, um, and 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 their their warmth. Um, certainly, when we finished our set, you know, the, the reception was tremendous. But the main thing that came across was, uh, well, actually, when we started Good Morning Little Schoolgirl, we had to start it four times because the guitars wouldn't stay in tune, and the patience they had. You know, there was no booing. There was no get on with it, you know. There was nothing but uh, understanding and 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 patience. It was incredible, and so it proved that people could live together for a reasonable length of time in a fairly appalling conditions, without really killing each other, you know. Right. Um, which is not what we have now. I'm certainly in London, and, and I know in parts of, of, of your country. Uh, it's 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 difficult to to move without being afraid to move. You know, I I I just hope that that feeling can come back. Somebody asked me about the Isle of Wight earlier, and if you if you compare the two festivals, the Isle of Wight, as they rightly said, I think was slightly bigger in terms of numbers, but the kids there broke the fences down to get a free festival, and uh, that didn't happen. The promoters weren't going to have that, and they they set dogs on the people, and they. They, hit, they were hitting them with nightsticks or the equivalent, you know. Mm. So that was a nasty festival, in my opinion, by comparison. I mean, when we when we played, and when I was backstage with with my old mate Keith Moon and a few other people, it, it was a great sort of party atmosphere. But but the if you like the overall feeling of that, it was not what Woodstock leaves me with. The memory of Woodstock and the memory of the Isle of Wight are total opposites, really. And to have done so much around in that short time, especially in that year. I mean, you also talk about, you know, Newport Jazz is in there. And, and, and it covers, I mean, a lot of ground in a little bit of time, you know, even going back further than that. You know, what, what I find interesting is, you know, coming from the, um, you know, your first bands and the Jaybirds and everything. I mean, you really did get to see rock have its great awakening, you know, coming from what it was in the 50s to something so much more expansive in such a little time, 10 years later, uh, no pun intended, actually, with that. Uh, did it Did it feel like it was as much of a transformation in real time as it looks like now? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I was brought up, uh, you know, playing that old rock and roll stuff that, that you said. I mean, to a degree, I mean, we did that with Alvin and I'm going home, you know, because that was, that was really where Alvin's heart was, was in was in, uh, you know, Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis and Chuck Berry, you know. <coughs> um, they were his, a lot of his main influence. Elvis Presley, of course, was Scotty Moore. But, and so all that came through in what we did. But when you, when you look at, um, 
what we started with and then the influences that, that we had later and then um, I remember one day we played in London uh, and there were two guys afterwards when I was packing up my gear and um, one of them came up to me the broad Birmingham accent and they said um, them, uh, them things you're playing with your left hand there um, them, what, the, the, I said oh the triplets yeah is that triplets he said how are you doing that so I, I showed him, and uh, later he transposed it and put it on the bass drum, and that was John Bonham. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, well, we did quite a lot of gigs together, actually, with that uh, over the years. Um, so we all were learning from each other, and we'd all basically had one foot in the jazz that went before it, you know, and I think, I think to a degree that's how we learned to, to improvise as well. We... we um, we also learned a lot when we first came to America. One of the first, one of the two, the two first bands we played. The first one was Grateful Dead, and we thought we knew how to how to jam, but they went on after us and played for like two hours of jamming. So we <laughs> we realised we knew nothing. And then uh, the second lot were Count Heat, who we became very close friends with. I'm still very good friends with Fito. And, and they jammed a lot as well. You know, they used to do their boogie at the end of the set. And, and so we actually pinched a few ideas from that. And then when we went back to England, we did that. And that, that then changed the way the crowds looked at us in England. Um, just an airplane, you know, uh, we played with them. We did a lot of our outdoor festivals with them in the early days. And I saw one of their fans, I said, I said, you've been to their gigs for the last four or five days, every one of them. I said, why do you go to see so many dates? He said, because it's never the same. You know, they jam it differently every day. And I thought, ah, and, and so, you know, we, we then started to do that so that we play the same songs. We never play them, you know, the same way. And we still don't today. You know, we do, we do Love Like Man is one of the, one of the oldest we still do. And I could not tell you what the solo is going to be like at all until we played it. You know, um, I wait until Marcus and Colin start setting up a groove. And when I know what that groove is, I, I mean, I'm still playing, but I'm kind of vamping. And, and when, when I know what the groove is going to be, then I can sit, sit in on it. And then I can start to then change that as well, rhythmically. So, um, so it's never the same twice. Well, it's been great what you've done through the years. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the new album that you guys are talking about. And this book, again, it's a great accomplishment from Headstocks to Woodstock. Rick Lee, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure, Carl. Thank you for your time. Take care. Bye. Thanks. And you. Bye. My thanks to Rick Lee. Uh, Ten years after, again, the new autobiography is called From Headstocks to Woodstock. Thanks to you for checking out this series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Uh, again, we put out three brand new interviews every single week, so it's a lot to keep up with. I promise you'll enjoy it. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, uh, YouTube for the video versions or wherever you like to get your podcasts from. And then head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Again, that's uh, Monday 
Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Please do like and follow along there as well. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.